let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, we thank you again for this opportunity to approach your word and to uh, know that your word, your engrafted word, is able to save our souls. That you give us your word to remember your benefits and what you've done uh, through the blood of your precious son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you. He's redeemed our lives from destruction. He's crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He's healed all our diseases, forgiven all our iniquities. And we thank you, Lord, that as we look to him tonight, we're changed into his same image by the spirit of God. May you, Lord, have your way in this service and, and speak to our hearts, Father. And we listen to the Holy Ghost. Tonight, we declare we have ears anointed to hear, minds open, and hearts receptive in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to kind of pick up here uh, with what Pastor David was preaching on this morning. Uh, it was just so, uh, I don't know, I just was just so excited this morning about the ministry. And I asked him, I said, is it okay if I just take that same scripture and, <laughs> and kind of go with it? And he said, that's fine. Um I think that it's timely, you know, it's just such a timely message. And um, and so we're going to talk about the fivefold ministry gifts and Ephesians chapter four. Um, I think also that we want to emphasize um, honor and respect, too, because um, it's a time in our world and especially in our nation where uh, see you see a lot of dishonor and disrespect. And I think that uh, toward each other, toward race, um, and especially toward leadership, and um, and it's even crept into the church. So uh, God's word, you know, it, if you look at the word of God and you meditate on it, it really is a solution to every problem. Yeah. And it is such an instruction booklet. Uh, you know, I have found through the years, and I have to tell on myself, I don't really like to read instructions. <laughs> you know, I feel like I can do it by myself when I get something new. Oh, I don't need to read that. I can put that together. Have you ever felt that way? And then all these parts are missing when you finally <laughs> get it together. It doesn't quite work right. It kind of looks like it, you know, it's crooked or bumps along, or the it, the chair is <laughs> not stable. So it just pays to read the instructions, doesn't it? And with with our lives as born-again Christians, this is our instruction booklet. And God doesn't always do it like man does it. In fact, very rarely uh, does he do it like man does it. His, high, his thoughts are higher, his ways are higher. But we can know his thoughts and ways through the word. And so that's another reason I think it's so important to respect his word and to respect and honor those who are called to minister his word. And, and it's not necessarily that they're Hollywood movie stars, even though I think sometimes we, we make ministers into Hollywood movie stars, you know. But it's not because of that. It's because God has, uh, has given gifts unto man. Really, they're gifts for us as Christians to help us and to make our lives rich, more rich than they would ever be. You know, just a richer, deeper uh, life with God and an abundant life. So let's look at this, Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll begin reading here with verse 8. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So Jesus, the head of the church, we know, gave gifts unto men. Now this is all God's idea. This is not man-made. This is God-made. Now he that ascendeth, what is 
it, but he that also descendeth first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descendeth is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So this was God's gift to man. Now, uh, notice here that this was after the ascension. So we see that uh, after Jesus ascended, these gifts were given. So these are new gifts. These are New Testament gifts. Um, the New Testament prophet is not necessarily going to be like the Old Testament prophet, right? The uh, New Testament, these apostles are not going to be like the 12 apostles of the Lamb necessarily. They might have some characteristics, but they're not going to be in that category. These are a little different, but they are gifts nonetheless to the body of Christ. And God set them in the church. Now let's look uh, at verse uh, 12, as our pastor read this morning so beautifully, uh, the reasons for that he did this, for the perfecting of the saints. Now that word perfecting, if you look in some of the other translations, it says equipping, to, for God to equip. Uh, because sometimes we think perfect, well I'll never be perfect, but uh, actually it's to equip us. Isn't that something? It's important to have the right equipment. Amen. And if you're going into battle, and I have news for you, we're in a war. <laughs> uh, this is not a church picnic. We're in a spiritual battle every day. And the God, little g of this world, uh, is seeking whom he may devour. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So there is opposition. And we're not to be ignorant of his devices. Uh, so we, we're fighting a battle. We're in a war. Thank God Jesus is the head of the church, leads and guides us. And when we're in him and with him, he always causes us to triumph. Thank God in Christ Jesus. And, um, and I love, you know, even in death, it, there's gain. Amen. It's far better. So, you know, even if, if we die, uh, doing the will of God, die in faith, praise the Lord. We're still winners. Amen. That's the good news. Um, but he said here, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. So we see there's five different offices for perfecting of the saints to equip the saints. Now, who are the saints? Christians, the born again Christian. In fact, you're a saint. Amen. Amen. I, I, I didn't know that for a long, long time. I, I didn't even know really that that was in the Bible. I don't know why I didn't know that. I've been raised in church all my life. But I was glad to know that I'm a saint. That you're a saint. If you're born of God, then you're a saint. Now, he wants to equip you. And if we go in a battle unequipped, it's very difficult to fight and to win. Um, we, were, we were, again, uh, thinking about uh, David's son, Christopher, who was killed in battle in Afghanistan. And um, we were reminded when we talked to Brother Copeland about that. I was reminded. David, of course, knows all this. and But we were reminded that uh, when he went into battle, he had to get his own ammunition. Yeah. Is that right? right? They did not equip him uh, properly. Because the president had cut the budget so much. The president had cut the budget at that time so much that they didn't have enough 
to give the soldiers ammunition. United States of America, please. Uh, they weren't properly equipped. So uh, you can see how that would hinder a fight, right? If you don't have the proper equipment. So when we are uh, in a place like this, in a church, and we have a pastor that ministers to us, we are being equipped for battle. You're being equipped right now. Sometimes we don't realize the importance of it or even the, the uh, significance of a service. When we're listening, we are being equipped for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Amen. And um, to fight the battles and to win the battles through the Word of God. Um, then the second thing mentioned here is for the work of the ministry. Do you know that as the body of Christ, we are called as Christians to do work of ministry? Many times through the years, we've kind of pushed that off on the fivefold ministry. Well, they're called to the work of the ministry, and we're going to sit back and prop our feet up and listen to the latest Christian television program, and, and that's about it. But really, the the people of the body of Christ are called to do works of service. And so the the ministry gifts... Uh, many times are almost like a coach. You know, I grew up, I was just about born at an Alabama football game. <laughs> All my families from, you know, Birmingham loved Tuscaloosa because of the football, you know, Alabama football, etc. And of course, Bear Bryant is very high on the list uh, in their minds and hearts still to this day. <laughs> we even have cemetery plots near Bear Bryant <laughs> to be buried when we die. So, um, Roll Tide, yes. So anyway, we, uh, but we see even in a great coach, like what he was and the winning streak that he had and et cetera, he didn't get out on the football field and play because he probably would have been killed. (laughs) He was not uh, equipped to do the quarterbacking or to be a center or to be a fullback or a tackle. He was equipped to be a coach and a very good coach. And when they listened to his instructions, when they listened to his words, they were equipped to be the best football team and national champions for years. Amen. So can you see the correlation? Now, that doesn't exempt me from uh, as a full-time ministry office to get somebody saved on the street or in the airplane or to do the works of service as well. I'm not exempt from that. But, however... I'm more equipped as a, a, a office um, and called into the office of a pastor and teacher to help you do what God's called you to do in the church. Amen? Bear Bryant was much more capable of doing his job as coach than he would have been playing on the field. And so um, we must remember that God set these gifts for us to help us and equip us to do works of service for him and the work of the ministry. Um, in fact, sheep begat sheep. It's not shepherds that begat sheep. It's sheep that begat sheep. So many times I've been through the years asked, you know, well, why isn't the church growing? Why isn't the church doing this and doing that? And I'm thinking, well, um, it's sheep begat sheep. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, it's the sheep's responsibility to do the work of the ministry. 
And I thank God for this church because this church is the hardest working church I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Pastor David and I always talk about this is, this is the best group of people we've ever had in any church we've ever served in. It's just amazing because it's everybody that does works of service. And so we're just going to have maybe 500 other people like y'all. <laughs> Amen. We'd love that. That would be such a joy, Pastor. So anyway, um, we see that the work of the ministry and then for the edifying of the body of Christ. And that means for uh, the building up of the body, uh, the increase of the body of Christ. And then it says, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or mature, come into a place of maturity, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children. So your uh, fivefold gifts, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and uh, prophets will mature you. They will mature you. If you'll listen to the words if you'll take what they're saying and the anointing that's on their lives, it will mature you, it will grow you up. Now, sometimes it'll make you mad before it sets you free. <laughs> I've learned that sometimes the word will make me mad that they're preaching. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> but then when I think about it and pray about it, I think they're exactly right, you know, because sometimes it's a little bit convicting to hear the word and it gets our, it gets our life back in line with God's perfect will for us. And sometimes that's not fun at first, but it pays high dividends. So we see that it brings you to a place of maturity, a perfect man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. We have found that the more we preach the word and teach the word, people are, are stabilized. They they don't go off in crazy things, in crazy land, you know, in Church world, there's crazy land. <laughs> and and so if you teach the word and stick with the word, the word is the most important thing. In fact, I just wouldn't go to a church where they don't take the Bible to the pulpit. Amen? I mean, this ought to be the book of the church. And I thank God for all kinds of books. I've written books, but I thank God this is the book. Amen? And uh, his word is final authority. Even beyond whatever we can see or think or feel, it is final authority. And um, when when we see that and know that, we are kept from being carried away with every crazy thing that comes through. And the devil tries to bring crazy things through. If you've been in the Word as long as we have, and, and I know Reverend Jerry Horton over here would tell you some things probably before we were even born that... The devil tried to bring through the churches. But you recognize it when you know the word. And it doesn't line up with the word, so you don't take it. Amen? Um, By the slight of men and cunning craftiness, uh, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But if you've listened to the fivefold ministry, they've brought you up in the things and equipped you and prepared you for works of service, then you speak, you're speaking the truth in love, and you grow up into all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. 
So we see things that happen here when we recognize the gifts that God's given to us, that the body is joined together and compacted. Do you ever have a compactor in your kitchen and it just smushes everything together? You can't even tell one part from another once it's smushed together. That's the way we're supposed to be. We're just one body that's just smushed together in unity and love. Amen. And, um, and working together, and what happens then? The body grows. The body increases. The churches flourish. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's what we desire to happen. And then it goes on just giving wonderful things here, uh, the rest of the scripture. And I like verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed into the day of redemp- redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another. Did you know in Proverbs 31, the Bible talks about the law of kindness? That there is a law of kindness. And when we start operating in that kind of law, I mean, you, you, you are so quick to defeat evil when you get over into kindness. The Bible says that you you even heap coals of fire <laughs> on people that are being um, not so kind or maybe they're stirring up strife and all that kind of thing. But I think that even, you know, goodness overcomes evil. Kindness overcomes evil. That's how powerful it is. So we operate in this law of kindness, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now, First Timothy chapter 5, also, again, uh, something that was ministered this morning. Is it okay just to review and go with this same subject? <laughs> Amen. I tell you, there's a lot of freedom here. Um, when you when you think about what God's done and how he's set up his church and how he's uh, given us these gifts, and I just feel like, I know I've said this before, but I'll, I'll repeat it. Uh, you know, I have friends in ministry, of course, been in ministry for so long, but I do recognize and, and, and make myself realize that they are ministry gifts to me. And even though they're friends, and thank God for friends, but these, these, these ones are special, and I, uh, acknowledge the Spirit of God on them. And I don't get so familiar to them that I forget that there's an anointing on them for me. Because you can get so used to the flesh and so familiar, well, they're just a man or they're just a woman, that really the anointing stops flowing towards you. And I have a lot of friends. I don't need any more friends. I need some anointing from these men and women of God. Amen? So uh, there's there's friends I've known for years, but I'll still call them pastor so-and-so. Or, you know, I, I've, we've had wonderful times with Pastor Dollar and, and Taffy, you know, who stayed in their home and, and done meetings together, but I still call him Pastor Dollar. Amen? Because I, I recognize the anointing on his life. And, I, I, you know, I don't want to miss out on something that he might speak into my life, even during a casual time, that might change me or help me or strengthen me to do what I'm called to do or to help others. Amen? Amen. So we can get real, real familiar and real fleshy if we let ourselves. Oh, I know them and la, la, la. But, you know, we ought to be real careful. Uh, of course they're just men and women, but some are called by God. 
Amen. To speak into your life. And so, um, I, I just feel like it's important for us to always step back and remember that who these ones are that God's given us as gifts and to appreciate them and to respect them. So first Timothy chapter five, look at verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, double honor. So whatever honor you would have for someone, for your pastor or for these uh, fivefold gifts, you would double honor them. Amen. Um, so if you wanted to give, now I'm just, I'm just being real practical. Some people say, Scott, you're way too practical, but <laughs> that's just me. So I have to be me, right? So if I'm going to give a birthday gift to somebody, just a friend, I would give them what, $25 or $30 or something. But if I was going to give a pastor or a minister, a prophet, evangelist, I would give them double, double honor. Amen. Didn't get too many amens, but you know, you just double the honor. Now, it's not always financial. Um, it, it, it's not always, you know, giving gifts to ministers. But in, in that, I think it's very important to know they're worthy of double honor. Amen? Um, I know that this is a touchy subject, but I don't care. I'm 60, so I can say anything now. <laughs> but I think that the minister, pastors of churches should make double the salary of the highest, the wealthiest person in the church. <laughs> Amen. Double honor, right? That's just what the way I feel. I remember coming up uh, in churches where the, the, the pastors had the beat up old cars and the, the wives looked like they'd gotten everything they owned from Goodwill and it was horrible. And that they, you know, the, the committees would vote on how much they could spend on their toothpaste and it was ridiculous and it was humiliating. And I thought, no wonder there's no anointing in the church. Amen. Uh, you're treating your, your pastors like dogs. Right. Probably treat your dogs better than that. So, um, I think that, uh, we need to, to really make sure that our pastors and our ministers are taken care of financially. They need to be the, the most blessed. Amen. And I think once they are, they're more obligated to make sure you're blessed. <laughs> you know, there's a covenant obligation there. I have seen ministers say, well, I don't take a a salary from the church. You know, they have these great big churches, great big churches. And they say, I don't take a salary from the church. And I'm thinking, well, you should. You should, because it says a workman is worthy of his hire. And if you're not taking a salary from the church, then you're actually not obligating yourself to those people. And you ought to obligate yourself to your congregation, I believe. I believe you should serve your congregation. I believe you should be there for them in prayer and in the Word. Now, you might not make every hospital visit, but but you see to it that people are visited. Amen? You you call on the Ministry of Helps. Otherwise, you're going to die because you can stay too busy to do anything. Plus, you don't have time in the Word and prayer to preach. But... I think that it's so important that we see the ministry not the, and the, the pastors and the evangelists and the uh, prophets and apostles and teachers not struggle at all financially. They shouldn't have a thought about it. Amen? 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. That's just my 60-year-old opinion. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted. Oh, I have to tell you this, okay? I mean, this came up to me in prayer today, so I know this is not... Uh, this is not a rabbit trail. This all has to do with the same thing. I was si- I was sitting at a field trip when my children were younger. With you know how you go on a field trip and all the wives are sitting around talking and the kids are doing their field trip thing. And so I was sitting there uh, with probably about four or five of my friends. All had kids at the field trip, and they started talking about what their husbands do for a living. And one of them was they they own Chick Fil A. And so they said, well, my husband sells chicken. <laughs> and this other one uh, owned a car lot. Well, my husband sells cars. And then one of them had kind of like Zephyrus Hills. They they had the water uh, deal in our city. Yeah. And uh, they it was spring water. And they, you know, my husband sells water. And then another one of my friends, her husband owned the funeral home. She said, well, my husband sells funeral plots and coffins and made a lot of money doing that amen so uh so yeah so i started thinking being a pastor's wife i thought they all kind of looked at me i said well my husband sells words <laughs> and i thought that sounds so stupid but later on i thought you know words are the most important of any of that list words are more important than chicken than cars then water, then funeral plots, amen? Because words will determine your life, your destiny, and who you are. And only faith, faith only comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So it is very important that we realize these ministry gifts are worthy of double honor. And I didn't say that. Uh, the word says it right here. Verse 17, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in word and doctrine. For the scripture says, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. He's taught, he's in context talking about money. Amen. But you know, I believe it's honor in every way. The laborer is worthy of his hire. Praise the Lord. So uh, you might say, well, what if some pastor gets off track and gets into money and gets, you know, money's, the love of money is the root of all evil. We have all seen that happen. We've seen that happen with car dealership people, yeah, with right. funeral plot people, with all kinds of, all this whole list. And so um, it does happen. But, you know, I've always thought there's a higher power even than the fivefold ministry gift and that's our heavenly father and so i you know i just learned early that if there was a problem with the pastor i would just go to the lord and say god do you see this or do you hear this do you i don't have to go to man because man are really men are not over the fivefold ministry gift but god is so i would just go to the lord and say do you see this happening and it was amazing when, when I would do that, the Spirit of God would say, yeah, I'm going to take care of that. Or, yeah, but that's none of your business. I've had the Spirit of God say, back off. It's none of your business, that situation. And uh, then I have seen and, and been amazed. One time I was praying about this pastor in our town, and he 
had left his wife with seven children and run off with this woman and just crazy things happening. And I said, Lord, what about this? And the Lord said, it is a stench in my nostrils and I will handle it. I thought, oh, I mean, I, I get chill bumps thinking about that today because <laughs> that's just not my language, a stench in my nostrils. that It did not smell good to God, I'm telling you. And it wasn't too much longer that little situation was handled. Amen? So trust God. They're God's ministers. And the, the Bible says, let's look at this and then we'll close. I know I've been talking way too long here. Uh, Psalm 75, look at this. This should give you some uh, some comfort if you've been... You know, in a situation where you think, well, I've been taken advantage of and I've been this and that and the other. Psalm 75, verse 7. Well, let's look at verse 6. For promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and he setteth up another. So uh, he can do what he needs to do. It's his church. I had the Spirit of God tell me one time when we were going through church stuff years ago. You always do when you're a pastor. You know, there's just something usually going on somewhere. And um, I heard him say this to me. This is not your kingdom, Scarlet. This is my kingdom. And I am able to do what I need to do. Because, <laughs> you know, we take it on, don't we? And we want to straighten it out, straighten everybody out, straighten all this, straighten that guy out and make him do right and make her do right and say right and be right and what do you say? Spit, spit white (laughs) and all those things. And, uh, he just relieved me of all that pressure and said, it's not your kingdom, Scarlet. It's my kingdom. And that has just set me free through the years. I am not the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't have to be the Holy Ghost. He is God, and it's His church. Amen? And I am a faithful follower of His that adores Him, but that's it. Amen? I speak what He says do and say what He says do to the best of my ability, and God knows I've failed some, but I'll tell you, to the best of my ability, I love doing His work and His will, but it is His kingdom. Amen? And he is able to set one up and pull another down. Praise the Lord. So what what do we do with that? Well, then we just appreciate the gifts of God. We appreciate the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We pray for them. We thank God for them. And we draw off the wisdom and the, the gift that they have, their anointing and their strength for us to do the works of service, to be equipped in this day and time. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's stand up. Praise the Lord. Let's just take this time to pray for, uh, let's start out with pastors. Let's pray for our pastor and pastors. You know, we, we, we came through the neighborhood this morning and we said, look at all the churches in this neighborhood. Isn't it wonderful? Praise God. I wish there was this many churches in every neighborhood. And so let's pray for all these surrounding pastors and let's pray for, uh, even in Tampa, the pastors in Florida and then all the way across the nation. And then we'll go on for there and pray for prophets, apostles, and teachers, and evangelists. Amen. Father, we just thank you tonight for the fivefold gifts that you've given to us, that you've given us these gifts to help us, to strengthen us, to uh, bring us to a place of maturity and health in our spirit, in our soul, in our body, in our families, and even in this country. We thank you for pastors today, Father. We thank you for our pastor. We lift him up to you. Strengthen him. 
and His inner man. Help Him and guide Him and lead Him and direct Him. Protect Him, Father, in the name of Jesus with Your holy angels encamped round about Him. May He accomplish all the will of God in His life. May He do everything that You've called Him to do, Lord. And may He do it with great joy and refreshing and happiness in His life. May He be equipped in every way, financially, uh, with the, the power of God upon Him, with unction and utterance in Jesus' name, with divine favor upon His life. And, and Lord, we thank You that, that You guide and direct every step of His in Jesus' name. And we pray for all the churches and pastors and holiday and these surrounding areas. We thank You for these churches, Lord. We thank You for these pastors. Strengthen and help and and support them by Your Spirit tonight. May they be encouraged all over Florida and the United States. We thank You for churches and pastors, Lord. Shepherds, hallelujah, over the sheep. May they be blessed, helped in every way. Your glory be rest heavily upon them. And, and we pray for those who've been discouraged this year. We thank You, Lord, now the encouragement comes. Uh, through the hands of man that, that give them encouragement, but also through your mighty heavenly host and your angels and your, your spirit that encourages, Lord. May they be blessed tonight in the name of Jesus. And we pray for prophets, Father. We thank you for prophets. All oh, that they speak now in these end times, even inspired by the Holy Ghost, that they're bold to proclaim and to speak forth inspired utterances in Jesus' name, declaring and decreeing and establishing the will of God. Thank You, Father. Thank You for the apostles and those who are sent ones. Oh, we thank You, Father. Strengthen them with all might by Your Spirit in their inner man. May they be now encouraged more than ever before to stand in the office of the apostle and do the work of the ministry that they're called to do in Jesus' name. And ye delita saha osbulofrebestas and ostangende. And oh Lord, we thank you for the evangelist. And we thank you, Lord, now they rise up. Evangelists, rise up now. And oh, ho, sapal, yes, sikishi say, be bold and preach the gospel. And work miracles. And ah uh, ha 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 sikad stay. And the healing power of God released through them now. And the saving power, ha, huh? we say toba. We see, oh, prefesta, the harvest, the harvest of souls all across America coming to the Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you for it, Father. Oh, sika ha. Oh, matife sitaba sukota. And yes, and we bediste kanda ha 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 ha. Oh, that the rising now of the evangelist, the rising up of the evangelist. Oh no 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 more shame, no more shame. Oh, brafrikasita da ha onutuchigeta basasata, but boldness and utterance. Anestesita sata ha ha ha. All across the globe, we thank you for the evangelist, Father. And the teachers now, we pray for teachers. Equipping, 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 equipping. Oh, no, no, no. That we be not ignorant, but be understanding. 
and understanding what the will of the Lord is and understanding the word of the Lord for that yes day, for the teachers. So ho, ho, aha, esina bandi solta, mapasta. And Father, I thank you for all the fivefold ministry gifts, even those who know now that they're called to ministry or those that you are calling in this next generation to these fivefold gifts. We pray for them in the name of Jesus that they answer the call to preach, that they answer the call to teach, that they answer the call to go forth and be sent in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you're working in the young people and the teenagers and the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds calling, 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 and they're answering the call. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. They'll not ignore the Spirit of God. They'll not ignore the call of God. But they'll say, yes, Lord, I surrender. I surrender my life to the call of God in the name of Jesus. And we bind the devil off of them in Jesus name. And we thank you, Lord, that they're coming forth now, coming forth. <laughs> oh, yes. And those who backslidden, those who've gone off and said, I'm not going to preach anymore. I'm tired of it. We thank you, Lord. They're coming back, coming back to you, coming back to your pulpits, coming back into the fullness of what you call them to do. In the name of Jesus, they'll not give up. They'll not cave in. They'll not quit in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have a tongue. Okay. Okay. Asteli and takeable sur ravasta and donke itinimi sikucha bok rabad a saha kimble tunste et yele tinguj di zibamlata a umbu tu ushipe saba ki kamoto rafasta esite. So many are frustrated at this time. Many are frustrated at this hour. Because all their plans seem to just fall by the wayside. And they haven't stopped and prayed and asked the question, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Lord, where is it you want me to be? What kind of, of destiny and future do I have? Without any regard to the anointing, without any regard to the giftings of God and call of God on their life. For the callings of God are without repentance. The callings of God cannot just be walked away from. They will always be there. Frustration, frustration everywhere. But it is at a time, saith the Lord, that I'm calling a new, fresh round of troops. Yes. A new, fresh round of ministers who understand the times, who understand their own generation, who understand the thinking that perhaps eludes others. And I'm calling them and I'm anointing them and I'm bringing them forth at this time and at this hour to reach a great harvest of souls, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So it's a time of upheaval. It's a time in the natural realm that looks like uh, chaos that looks like confusion 
But the Lord is saying, I know exactly what I'm doing on the other side of it, on the spiritual side and the kingdom side. And the gates of hell, even though they rage, even though they fume and flame, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And this is right before the time of the church's finest hour, saith the Lord. So do not be discouraged, saint of God. Do not be discouraged, child of God. But lift up your head and rejoice, for this is the time of revival. This is the time of redemption, and this is the time of great change. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. God. That'll work. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord.